I'm DJ Kelly Green, and you're now watching Nolazine TV. Okay, so tell everyone, I'm like, where are you from? I'm from Baton Rouge. A lot of people think I'm from New Orleans, but um, I've been here for like the last... 12 years you I from think. New but yeah that's what everybody <laughs> tell me but um i was raised in baton rouge i went to high school in baton rouge and everything so that's good so i can ask you this following question okay. so you've been living in both tell me on like, which one is the book like on like, which one is the only like, best city you really want to make this so i love baton rouge but like as far as um opportunity for me as a dj and like just nightlife and fun I'm going to have to go with New Orleans. I mean, you see, I ain't went back. So, <laughs> So like, and so like when you first became one DJ, like, um, did you become one like in Baton Rouge or New Orleans? I started in Baton Rouge. Um, I actually started DJing at Vibes. Um, that was my first consistent gig. And um, then I ended up getting on at the radio station, 94.1. And I kind of worked there and made my name out there before I ultimately like kind of had to come out here because um I just started getting called out here more and more and you know all the big stuff in Louisiana happened in New Orleans like let's just be real about it and um so if I was gonna be doing anything for real for real getting you know the real gigs and the big checks I was gonna have to come to New Orleans anyway so it kind of just happened like that organically so, who was the first I'm like promoter to actually book you in New Orleans? In New Orleans, oh, um, twelve years ago. Huh? Okay, so <laughs> I was DJing at this spot in Baton Rouge, um, called the Station, a long, long time ago, um, and I met Fiend there one night, and he just so happened to be looking for a DJ for some shows he had coming up. We exchanged contacts, and he ended up booking me, like, the next week, I think. Um, so, I guess that's the first person to, like, really book me from New if Orleans. Was, yeah. But um, I actually got my first gig, for real, for real, in New Orleans from Musa. I did the first Jet Lounge. Oh, shout out, Musa. It was terrible. I, I was oh. so bad. Um... But, you know, obviously, I went and practiced and did he fight? I came back. And, no, not really, but, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah but tell me about this story. I mean, it's not really a story. I just was trash. I wasn't, I just wasn't, I was I a baby DJ terrible. at that time. I know I was bad. They didn't even tell me I was bad. I just kind of, like, I ended up having a car accident and I couldn't make it back anyway. Sorry. I was young. Sorry. It was yeah. I, I was fine, but my car wasn't. So that was the issue, and I was still living in Baton Rouge. So it, I just, I just couldn't come back. But me personally, I know I was terrible. So fast forward. So how did you start? <laughs> I'm like becoming one. I'm like you know one. I'm like DJ for the old. I'm like Jet Life. Um. So I did the first Jet Lounge, and then ultimately, I it took that. The first Jet Lounge and me DJing for them was like years apart. 
so um I ended up going back to Baton Rouge and you know working a little harder getting my name out there and stuff like that so like I told you organically I started getting booked for more stuff in New Orleans and um just kind of making a name for myself and practicing and getting my show together and by the time that um they used to do these car shows at street customs in the east and they needed a dj one day and i was djing for fiend at the time so i guess fiend was around when they were saying like they needed a dj for the car show he like man i'm gonna call kelly so he called me and then it became a thing i'm doing this like every saturday next thing you know um duffy has to go do basketball wives and they need a dj on tour so I had to fill in. Right, because I was about to ask you next. And then I got stuck. (laughs) Yeah, because I was about to say, because, like, you know, and the currency is actually no family. I mean, female DJs. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, it it was, it was on Dallas on on DJ Duffy. Mm -hmm. So, it'd be like, it'd be how it was for you, like, you know, just going after her, like, because, you know, because, because, like, you know, currency had one. Like, co following that people don't know about. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you got to go to the right. show to really know, like, mm-hmm. they die hard currency fans. Mm-hmm. I think um, it was, I was really more excited than anything. Okay. Of course, I was nervous because it was a new thing I'm doing. Um, I mean, I had been DJing for Fiend, but now we was doing shows, but, like, they asked me to come on tour. So now we're doing, like, I'm living on a bus um living out of a suitcase on a bus and we doing a show almost every night for almost three months straight you know um so it was very new to me it was a very cool learning experience i love touring um but as far as coming behind duffy like that's the homie so it wasn't like um we have two completely different styles so it wasn't like i felt like i had to um like follow up in her footsteps or anything like that i just felt like if there was any pressure it was just the pressure to kill it and just you know be cold enough to be an asset to this man's show because he is a performer of the highest tier himself so i mean i can't just be standing back there looking like bland and boring you know i had to really bring something so that was the main thing for me so like me just imagining being on tour with currency, I can imagine his bus being lit like <laughs> literally lit. <laughs> literally lit. I've smoked the best. And like a jet lounge, huh? Smoke oh man. And a jet lounge on the bus. I've smoked the best of the best on tour with him. Um and so many different things because people literally are just giving us weed. <laughs> um yeah, for real. That's People just giving us weed, no matter what city. So, hey, so what's uh, the best weed you ever smoked? The best weed I ever smoked? Um, man, at this point, I don't even know. I don't <laughs> even know. For real, I've smoked so many different types of weed. and um, But I can't, I, I will say this. I don't remember the name of it, but I recently smoked a $2,000 ounce. I think it was a $2,000. I think it was an ounce. But yeah, I recently smoked a two thousand dollar ounce, and that's probably the best weed I ever smoked for real. I was. If you think it's worth two thousand, 
I don't think no work weed is worth two thousand dollars, <laughs> but it was good. I will say it was good. Like you know, two thousand dollars. I think that's a little insane. That's a little steep. You know, I'm not spit up. I'm not a rapper weed. That's what I'm saying, man. I'm 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 not there, but you know, maybe if I was driving a um, if, if I had a driver driving a Rolls Royce. Driving me around in a Rolls Royce. Yeah, like, if if I was living like that, like, I think I probably wouldn't care. But, yeah, I just really don't think, mm -mm, I smoke some of the best weed that don't cost half that. (laughs) So, like, being one female DJ, like, I want to hear about some of those times where people were hating on you. People was like, I don't think she could, you know. Oh, man, some of those times, um, I feel like, it is still happening to me on a regular basis today. Um, and I'm not going to say I don't hear it. I'll say that because it's gotten to the point where like I've made a name for myself where, um, you know, anybody that's even talking shit about me is probably not doing half of what I'm doing. It's probably not even close to my level. And um, so I would never even hear Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. But anyway... But at, there were times where, um, you know, people didn't want to put me on certain parties just because, like, it's a whole pool full of male DJs. There's literally just a pocket of us female DJs in New Orleans, in, in Louisiana, period. Um, and even in the industry, it's just a couple of us, like... It didn't, I I will say, it didn't take much for everybody to know me now. You know what I mean? When I go places um, out of town, people know me. People remember me from Spitter Shows and other stuff that I've done. Just because there's such a small pocket of us that when it come time for us to be needed, for real, for real, there ain't many to choose from, especially if you're really, really good. So, um... That's the that's the most of the hating that I've experienced. It's just like um, people wondering if I'm even as good as the guys or whatever. Um, and I prove myself now. So people don't even, I don't think people even think twice about paying me my price or throwing me on a bill or, you know, I get booked for the biggest stuff. So I got to be doing something right. And I've been DJing for, I've been DJing since I was 16. And that's that's a long time. That's all I'm gonna say. That's, yeah. that's a long. I've been DJing for over ten years, so and way longer than that. So yeah. <laughs> if the first time I saw you DJing, I, I like the first thing came to mind, like who carries that heavy equipment for? Woo! <laughs> yeah. So um, in the beginning, I was definitely having to carry my shit a lot. Um, but I kind of got used to the fact that. You know, in the nightlife industry, it's mostly men. So you get to the club, like the guy at the door is a security. You know, most likely a dude book me. So somebody gonna be like, 
I will carry that for you. You know, most of the time people don't let me carry that stuff if I have my own stuff. Um, I've even had girls come and try to help me, like, get my stuff out the car. I'm like, yo, chill. Like, go get the security dude, please. Right. Like, you go sit down. Go get the security. Because we ain't even supposed to be touching this stuff. DJ or not, I shouldn't be touching this stuff. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. I, now, I, I think I'll feel sorry and want to help you. If I see that's, what, yeah, that's what happened. And then I'm so small. Like, you know, nobody yeah, wants to see me. Yeah, I'm going to call you small on okay? Yeah, no, it's okay. I'm, I'm, yeah, but you might want to be big category. Yeah, I, no, I, I am big daddy, but I am a small <laughs> person. So um, I ain't taking up much space physically. Um, you know, as far as, you know, how I'm coming that's another story. I'm taking up a whole lot of space, but, um, but yeah, like I, I, I normally don't have to carry stuff no more. Like now is really not even a thing for me to do. Um, a lot of clubs got their own stuff. Oh, you can just carry your bag. Yeah, if at at the worst, I'll have to bring my mixer in there because I just got a preference. Like if we, the club got a mixer I don't like to use, I'm gonna bring my own. Um, but other than that, I'm not carrying nothing. Thank God we ain't doing like the carrying crates of records and all I had to do is bring my laptop now. So I couldn't imagine and starting carrying, DJing back yeah. then and doing all carrying that. Carrying crates. It'd be like mm -mm. books of, it'd be like one whole book of CDs. Yeah, no, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> I, I, no. And some people, right some time, people huh? still do that, yeah. Like, and I'm able to DJ like that. Um, but it's just the fact that it's not necessary. I'm not coming to the club with no, you know, half the time I'm a turntable DJ, turntables, needles, you know, I do that type of thing. But, um, half the time I don't even use turntables because the club got CDJs now. Everything is digital. Um, shit has changed so much. And especially after the pandemic, everything like really is really, it's crazy. I DJ so much more now. I was DJing a lot then, but everybody want to party. Like, everybody want to throw an event. Everybody want to do. Everybody got they, um, <laughs> they got they, like, whatever we was doing during the pandemic, stacking money up and not having to actually go to work and not having to, like, physically do stuff that costed money we wasn't able to go out we wasn't able to you know so i think a lot of people was in the house stacking their bread i know i was so um once we was able to get outside like people have been able to continuously invest that's my theory and now we just i'm just stuck in a continuous fucking hurricane of party 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 like i'm doing for real, I'm doing like four events a week. At the least, I'm doing two. That's good. So, yeah. It's, and they got some I'm DJs right I'm now blessed. watching this like, I ain't booked. Yeah, like, yeah, please. <laughs> I mean, look, put yourself out there, man. It's not that hard. Um, you just got to, you know, I find a lot of DJs are, um, we tend to be more on the nerdy side. You know what I'm saying? We like... It takes a different kind of person to be sitting there just collecting thousands and thousands and thousands of songs, you know, um, and studying a party to the point where you know exactly what's about to make people move at this point and what's about to make people sing and what's about to make them dance and jump or whatever the hell it is, what's about to make them go to the bar, what's about to make them order bottles. It takes a special type of 
person mentally to be excited about doing something like that. So um, a lot of times that comes with being an introvert and people having a hard time like figuring out how to how to step outside the box and be a performer as well as a DJ and not be the same DJ that you are when you're practicing in your basement or, or your bedroom or whatever. Um, and that's what really sets it's two types of DJs, I think. You know, people that perform and people that just DJ. And I think it's a special type of person that um, is able to do that. And a lot of us just be um, having a hard time with figuring out how to bust out of our shell um, on stage and be a performer and create content and, you know, put ourselves out there in general. I don't have a hard time with it because it's fun to me, but I, I see other people struggle with it. Gotcha. So, name your top five DJs in New Orleans right now. Ooh, my top five DJs in New Orleans. I don't want to... I just say Louisiana. I moved oh. you off of Baton Rouge. Okay. Um, so, I'm, so, I'm kind of detached from Baton Rouge right now, so, like, I don't... I don't really know. know. I feel like no. everybody that it, that was DJing in Baton Rouge is like, I will give a big shout out to Super Mike for real. Oh my God, he um, Super Mike, he helped me a <laughs> lot. I mean, he the reason that I was at ninety four point one. He saw something in me early, 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 early on, and was like, um, honestly, him taking me under his wing made a lot of people respect me faster than I think they wanted to. Um, because when somebody like he a heavy hitter out here, when somebody like that um give you a cosign, I think that is it's it speaks a lot for the person that is being vouched for. So um a lot of times like the right people cosign me and, and that that earned me the respect too. But anyway, so he definitely part of the top five. Um, I'm definitely gonna have to say Rod Smooth because man, legendary people have really spotted that whatever it was they needed to see in me and have like Raj got me on the bill two shows at Jazz Fest. I had two sets in one day at Jazz Fest on the Congo on the Congo stage. Um and so yeah, cool DJ Super Mike. Um <laughs> Rise smooth. Um definitely fuck with DJ Rockaway. Um man, who else? I gotta name two more people. Uh that's tough because I feel like I wanna name like twenty people, but damn. Yeah, but it falls down to five. Man, um, so two more. I'm going to have to say, man, I might piss somebody off, but I'm going to have to say my other two. I say Raj, Rock, Super Mike. The other two will have to be me. <laughs> 
Real talk, because I'm a fire-ass DJ. Like, I would love, I would love to come to my party as a, just like, not me. That shit crazy. But anyway, um, so me, and then I'm going to have to go with, who else? That's so tough. Um, I'm trying to think of the people I'd be performing with. Um, damn, can I say Mandy Fresh? I would, I would say like, yeah, yeah you just that's DJ the with Manny yeah, Fresh saying, but, that's but my I ain't want to throw no name out He the homie. He like, I named all the coldest people I know. Oh, okay. Um, so I got a yeah. hard question for you with five. Mm-hmm. I want you to name five artists in New Orleans that you like that's not signed or a part of Jet Life. Okay. Wait, not signed? Not signed or a part not of Jet Life. Not signed at all. Or a part, like a part of the whole, you know. Yeah, movie. yeah, that's okay. Um, hmm. Five artists that are not signed and not a part of Jet Life. Um. Damn. <laughs> I know that would go. Yeah, you slimmed it down so much because, like, you know, like, like you know, if we got go, a lot of people right. that sign too, yeah. like. If it's people going to want you to, like, people are going to say, oh, she's going to say Jet Life. Yeah, of course. So I, I would have named everybody. You know, so, like, like, I want for the artist who's watching, it's like, man, maybe I got a chance, you know, to, <laughs> and to rock with Kelly Green, because she, you know, she's checking she, she checking me out. Um, okay, so I'll say this. I actually, over the pandemic, started an online radio station, and I started reaching out more often to artists from around here, because I'm like... I want people to be able to have a platform because we got a lot of cold ass artists out here. So, um, for one, I'ma definitely have to say, um, Sleazy Easy. Uh, she's a dope rapper from New Orleans. I like I like 504 Icy Girl. Um I like Poppy too. Um and so I got two more to name. Who else? Damn. I'm trying to think of people that I'd be playing on the station. Um, who I'd be listening to from out here? I don't know. Man, I'm asking myself <laughs> like, out loud. Like, <laughs> it's tough and not signed. That's not signed. Um, because well, I no. I didn't say not signed to like a big label. Like, someone that's not signed to Jet Life or... Oh, oh, so, oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, okay. Um, so I really like Nino Calvin. Okay. Um, and one more. Who else? It's one more. One more. One more. Talking about the person, if the other person that signed? I don't see the name. <laughs> I mean,. I'm trying not to go that route. You know what? Yeah. You know, I literally like can read your mind right now, but I'm just <laughs> trying not to say the obvious thing, you know? Right. We all love Rob for nine. Who don't like Rob? Come on now. Yeet, yeet. Yeet, <laughs> fucking yeet. Oh, you know what? I'm tripping. Fucking jizzle. Shout out to him. I should have said him first. Yeah, I'm a, I love jizzle's music. Jizzle's very different. Very, um... Very dope. I'm very uh, heavy supporter of his music. I done went viral on TikTok playing his shit at the Boiler Room set. 
So oh, shout out to the ball. I'm a set. I'm a big supporter of Jizzle yeah. songs. If <laughs> I was that, you know, the ballroom set. Man, that, that was, shit was a dream come true. That I like never some shit that never seen in the walls. I, I like, ain't I never felt there. like that DJing in my life. That was something else. Like that was, and that go to that. That's just another nod back to what I said earlier when I was like, you got to be able to be a DJ and a performer because. I'm, you know, I'm constantly sitting in front of a camera for real. Now, literally, right now, I'm in front of a camera, but for real, DJing, you, especially we in the digital age, everybody got their phone out. Everybody is recording for a vlog. Everybody is, um, everybody is uh, filming this. We broadcasting this. We streaming this live and. You got to be camera ready. You can't just be standing there. You got to be able to, if you want to keep getting booked, you got to be able to show up and do something. So um, that was one of those times yeah. I was like, I have to show up and do something. And yeah, it was, it was a, it was a, it was a big buzz around the town for a couple weeks. And like, as a female, you know, you got to have, you know, what your hair did, your makeup. Yeah, it's so much, right it's so much extra shit for us, you know, <laughs> um, even though. I think now being a female gives us the extra edge. And I think um, a lot of times, depending on what it is, I might get chosen before. Especially because people know I'm a good DJ, period. But, you know, for the look, just, you know, sometimes somebody just want, they want to have somebody pretty on the flyer. Like, it's crazy how people think. Um, but yeah, for the look of it, you know, sometimes that is, that's how things have changed as far as, um, being able to show up and, like I said, be a performer. Gotcha. And like, you know, before that baller room, if there is our, you know, if, if the guy, I'm like, Ant, if the guy like Ant Twiggy, oh, yeah, he, he's like, he's more of a DJ slash, he's a little Uzi Vert type of person, yeah. <laughs> He's a performer, though, so that's why, like, he ain't even been DJing that long, for real, for real. But he has gained a lot of popularity very fast because of that. So, um, like I said, like, you have to be able to set yourself apart from, it's a lot of DJs. Anybody could pick up a laptop and start DJing. You don't even need no turntables. You could mix on a laptop. That's whack, but, you know, you could do it. Um, literally anybody. I did on the iPad before. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like you could do that, and anybody can do it. So there is that. Ju there, you just have to do that much more to set yourself apart now. Um, when it comes to DJing. So for the people, um, that actually want to know, is um, like Kelly Green single. <laughs> um. another question like if you could date anyone in the music industry or the or the uh, or the like entertainment world who would it be and tell us why um wait you're... <laughs> I can't answer that no I can't answer that I can't answer that okay so so no let me let me let me answer that with somebody that's like hella far out of reach 
Nobody's had a far to reach when you've been with Not real. Yeah. I, that, see, that's why but I don't still answer it. I'm like, I don't know, though. Um, A celebrity crush of mine. Uh-oh. Hmm. A celebrity crush. Who do I like? Oh, you know who I like? The dude from, um, the dude from Snowfall. Okay. Damson Idris. He's so right now. cute. But see, yeah, he's out of reach. He out of reach. And I'm out of reach. So, period. Leave that interview. <laughs> yeah, that's, that should answer, that should answer both of the questions you asked me. I'm out of reach. So, I'm going to ask a question before you started dating. Have you ever been catfished? No, I haven't. So I like the I females answer this. So the, so I found out interviewing females that it's a different way to getting catfished as a female. Mm-hmm. Like a guy who maybe came off of like one way, like like came off, he had money. Then like soon as you got with him, okay, he had so... the money. And they got the guys, it would kind of be wearing, you know, they, like you might see him fresh, but they be... Maybe they really be wearing maybe they friends clothes. Yeah, and, yeah. And they got the dudes. Yeah. I mean, they got the guys with the dreads, uh, where they had some ball spots. Yes. So, like, have I'm you ever been catfished? Okay, so in that, when you explain it like that, I have absolutely been catfished. You know, um, I think because of, like, who I work around and stuff like that, dudes approach me and feel like, no, I don't want you to be broke, but they feel like they have to be doing some extravagant shit. And, like, driving a Lamborghini and doing all of that. So, um, you know, I have encountered a guy lying about what they have. Or lying about something being theirs. And it's really for the partner, for their dad or something like. You know, that's so lame. But it's, it doesn't happen to I'm me often. To it don't happen to me often because... Those, yeah, like, I don't even attract that type of person, honestly. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh, but you just really want a guy that's, you know, humble and, and like, riding on yeah, the skateboard like, like you fly. Yeah, you're so <laughs> stupid. Yeah, like, I just, I like, I like all that. Like, I, I need you to have hobbies. I need you to have something going for yourself. But also, like, you know, I don't need a fucking... You know, you don't have to be pulling up, picking me up for date night in a Rolls Royce, but... They could pull up on your skateboard, huh? Nice. You can hold hands, you know, and you can skateboard around the city, huh? That's, that's cool a real too. date. That's cool, too. That's cool, too. <laughs> they don't even know, huh? Yeah. Okay. So, being a DJ, especially in New Orleans right now, mm-hmm. like, to an artist that's probably watching, what is a proper way to actually get your music to you and actually find a way... To like build that relationship with you to actually start playing on their music. Okay, so the best way is, um, like I said, I have an online radio station. It's an app. It's called Sonic League Radio. Um, you could go on the website, sonicleagueradio.com, and listen to it. I play other uh, local artists on there on a constant 24 hours, 24 hours, seven days a week rotation. So um, the artists, some of the artists that I mentioned, in my top five are playing on it right now. Um, I do a live stream show on Twitch on Thursdays called Mix It or 86 It. And people submit their music to me. And 
I play the songs on my live stream and we listen to it and I got a pretty big like a lot of people be in my live so it, it's kind of funny like the comments that people say while because people people be submitting some cool stuff but people submit some ridiculous trash too um so we be in there like you know finding some cold stuff but also um laughing at some of the funnier submissions but yeah, like that I think that's the best way to get your music to me. Um because when we like the song, when everybody votes that they like the song, I automatically put it on the station. So people already have a following on the station that people listen to um on a regular basis. So at any moment somebody could just be listening to your song streaming on the station. Um that's the best way to me. Also, when I was working in a strip club, I think that was the easiest way for people to get music to me because there's so much money just going around in there. People are, it ain't no questions asked. People just coming in there and shoving money in your hand like, hey, I got this song. Can I airdrop it to you? And you get away with, you could get away with so much more in a strip club than you can like in other clubs. This is like. It was a cool hustle. Yeah, it's a little, you know, that's enough. That's like the sort of first way, and then this is like number two, and then I think the third best way is approaching a DJ in in person and <clears throat> saying like, hey, um, I want to build a relationship with you. Is it cool if I send you some music or if I give you a jump drive with a couple of my tracks on it, you know? I would like for somebody to approach me respectfully rather than flooding my DMs with links and bullshit and um, coming begging me to play something in the middle of my set and I ain't never even heard it before or whatever. I hate people flooding my DMs. Like, that's the most aggravating I'd shit. Ready, I be ready to block people. I do it. Yeah, if you send me two, if you send me enough DMs back to back to back and I see it's like, links and videos and it's the same shit over and over and over again i am blocking you i'm spam. i'm so not sorry because like you know you're getting you're getting disrespectful because i know you see me not seeing this you see me not opening these messages so why you keep sending them so like it's better to approach somebody in real life i've had people come up to me and um and just be like yeah i'm a artist i do this now, not in the middle of me scratching and mixing, you know, don't do that. But, you know, if you see me just kind of chilling and I'm just maybe I'm looking at my phone or, or I'm just looking around the party and I look like I'm just enjoying the song and I got time before I got to bring the next song in. Come talk to me. That's cool. Um, other than that, you know, there's an etiquette to be had when approaching a DJ, man. You You want to. There's been times that I fucked the mix up because somebody was trying to talk to me and like that there it's a mental um presence that I need to be able to perform and when somebody come distracting you with links and and all of that rapper talk, you know, you don't always be ready for that. So you might get a completely different reaction out of me depending on when you ask. So it's just a matter of knowing. But the crazy thing is about, like, I think it's like a hard thing trying to become like a known rapper. Because, like, because everybody come with the same thing. I'm the mm -hmm. highest on the, like, but nobody know you. Yeah, that's the most annoying thing. I'm like, y'all don't realize the last dude just told me the same exact thing. You don't even know you're all saying the same thing in my DMs. And sometimes I'll see somebody start a DM off 
a certain way and I'm like you couldn't you couldn't even figure out how to just say something else see, and see if I was a rapper and I was trying to get your attention I would just come to like I would have came to pressure and just like seeing flowers every I would I would try to I would try a different approach um, I would try to flatter you before I try to get you to listen play my music no get your attention if somebody wanted to send me a bottle in the club or yeah you could send flowers send it with your mixtape tape to it yeah, like attention. if you wanna i don't give a damn about um yeah yeah I, I mean and people think that you always gotta pay no you don't always gotta pay now don't get me wrong like i said send a bottle send uh no don't send a drink because i'm gonna think you put something in it but yeah, like I said, send a bottle, send um flowers, send um send the, send the bottle girl. Yeah. yeah, send the waitress to ask me what I want if I want a chicken plate or something like that. Feed Lamb me, chops, huh? yes, <laughs> feed me. Like people don't, you gotta get creative. It's not just about coming shove a hundred dollars in my hand. Even though some people are just cool with doing that, they don't want to do the whole song and dance with the bottle girl and all of that. Yeah. They like, look, I got cash on me. Here it is. Get straight to the point. Play this. And then, and then, if you give me enough money, I don't give a damn if I heard it before. Like I tell people, people like I tell them, I don't listen to your music. You can't I just correct. put your music out to the people. You can't people. correct. Yeah. It is what it is. Um, the song might be trash, and if it's trash, that's on you. If it's bad, I'm gonna play about thirty seconds of it and then cut it off. Because at the end of the day, this club is like I'm. I am maintaining a reputation in here all night, mm -hmm. like. On top of the fact that I got this bitch lit, like, that's a part of my reputation. So, if I play some bullshit and motherfuckers start turning around looking at me like, you threw off our groove, you know, they ain't, nah. That's, that's on me. Like, I'm the one playing the music. Yeah, like, you allowed this. Yeah, but I don't think rappers, like, realize that, you know. They don't. And the DJ is actually hired for a job, so, and so, but if they run people out the club, both of y'all will get fired. <laughs> I, know you're I know you're trying to shove some money in my hand, and that's cool, but somebody already paid me right. to be here. Thanks. You know? So, like, they come first in the chain of command when it comes to, um, you know, keeping the vibe going or whatever. Like, nigga, I don't care. I, it's one of you, and it's 500 people in this club. Gotcha. You know? So, like, I can't be trying to... Please, one person. I know you want me to play a song, but like I said, it's 500 people in the club, baby. <laughs> oh, make it make sense. Make it make sense. <laughs> so, what's your advice? I'm oh, to my girl that's 16 years old right now, thinking about becoming one DJ. Um, My advice is to become the best DJ, like, technical, technically, that you can. Um, I mean, like, as far as being on point with your mixing and scratching and just being able to play a wider variety of genres and being the best DJ focus on that first and um of course you know at that age or at any age you're constantly developing your look and how you want to appear to people so um and figuring out who you are as a person so Use that to your advantage and figure out how you can use that to your advantage branding-wise. Um, and be yourself. That's important. You're going to make the most money just being you because somebody going to find you. Your tribe is going to find you. If you keep working at it and staying consistent, um, your, your people going to find you. And 
I used to think I was weird, you know? I used to think it was weird that I'm able to, you know, DJ at pressure, but also able to DJ um, at, like, the space ball, playing disco music and shit like that. So, but I, I get booked for everything now, and my people find me, so... Um, do you man do you that's the that's the biggest thing be the best dj you can be practice your ass off and and do you for real don't be scared to do you gotcha so you know there was dj cali coming from here <laughs> dj manny fresh they got you know they have a lot of djs that turn turned into one music producer mm -hmm. so you know and was that next for you that's definitely and, and also as soon as you become a as soon as you become one I'm like producer. Are you still gonna be DJ Kelly Green? Or are you just gonna be Kelly Green? Um, I'm always gonna be a DJ in my heart. Okay. Um, I honestly, people don't even really call me DJ Kelly Green now. People really do just refer to me as Kelly Green. I've been seeing my name on the flyer. They don't even bother sometimes to put the <laughs> DJ on. It's just Kelly Green. But um, I'm always gonna be a DJ in my heart. So. You know, if you want to put my name on a flyer as DJ Kelly Green, that's cool. And if you don't, that's also cool. What I don't like is when people call me DJ Kelly. Please say don't the forget whole, the green. Please <laughs> say the green. Say the whole thing. That's it. That's all. But yeah, um, I do I do want to go like deeper down. I've already touched. Um, I've already dabbled in that. But I do want to go deeper down that route. And um... I, yeah, that's definitely next for me. So, you know, being a producer and also seeing, you know, if a currency actually, I'm like working with, I'm like Jermaine Dupree right now, mm -hmm. you know, and like after you drop that tape, you know, but I think it's, you know, it's, it's your turn to get the studio and say, it's definitely, and, and like, hey, man, writing the song. I've sat in on a couple of those sessions too, and that was some of the most inspirational shit that I've ever seen in my life, for real, um, as a musician. Because, like, I play um, instruments and shit, too. And, like, you know, he, he in there scratching and hitting the pads and all of that. It's just nice to see somebody really be so, um, just so wrapped up in their music. Like, until 5 o'clock, like, from 5 to 5 o'clock in the morning and this nigga ain't tired. He just in there hitting the hookah like, oh, yeah, let's do another one. While this nigga recording, he back there making another beat. He's making all the beats as we go. Like, he don't just have them ready. He's just making them for this man to rap on. And then, I don't know if you've seen Spittle work. He, he, write and re he writes a rap and record a song within 30 minutes. So, like... Just it's like a factory. Oh man, it's already I've already been watching Spitter record for years and years. But now to watch them like bounce ideas off each other and watch Jermaine Dupree's thought process behind music, like even the way he got his studio set up, it made me come home and and completely gut my studio and <laughs> rearrange everything in there. For real, like my, my studio, like <laughs> completely is like the opposite way now. Like that shit is crazy, but that's how inspired I was by. So like you know, actually bringing it back, 
to like 16-year-old Kelly Green, did you ever think you was going to be I'm like in a room with Currency and, and like Snoop Dogg Ricard and Currency and Jermaine Dupree. Man, can I tell you something real, real, real shit? I, I did. Okay. I knew it. I always had this feeling in my body that I was like, that I knew that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And like, I never had any confusion about that. Like, I've never been like, oh, I'm not sure if this is what I want to do. Or, no, the day that I decided that I wanted to be a DJ and I started DJing and got my first pair of turntables, I've been a DJ and I've never been anything else. Um, and I knew that it was going to be like this because, yeah, I knew. I'm not going to say the specific people or um, particular rooms that I'm in or whatever, like, but I do notice. I have always known. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So tell us, basically, I'm like, what's next for you? I'm like, do you plan on, I'm like, start your own label, signing artists, signing brand new DJs under you, mm, dropping so, merch? So right now, I'm really working hard on a radio station that I'm on, um, my online station, my app. I'm really working on um, bringing more of a following to that, expanding that, and um, just making it. Um, Presenting it better, making it look better, the app look better, and um, doing more content and events based around that. Like, I ultimately want to do a Sonic League Radio Festival and have, um, you know, have artists from around New Orleans and beyond, big and small, performing like Buku or Voodoo or whatever. Um... You know, ultimately, I want to do something like that. I want my shit to be that big. And that's what I'm working on the basis of that right now. Right. And also, last but not least, tell everyone, I'm like, what can they find you on social media and just everywhere? Okay, so um, if you want to find me where I'm going to be at, like I got a calendar, I have mixes up, I have um, a photo gallery, you want to read more about me. Um, and see different articles and who I've worked worked with previously. You can go to my website, DJ Kelly with a Y K E L L Y G R E E N dot com. That's DJ Kelly Green dot com. Um, all my social media links are there. Uh, YouTube. I got a Discord, Twitch. Um, but the easiest way to find me on social media, the the most popular way on Instagram at DJ Kelly Green and I'm on Twitter at I'm DJ Kelly Green. Um, go download the Sonic League Radio app in the App Store. It's not on Google Play yet, but we're working on that. Don't trip. Um, so if you walk around here with the green text messages, I got you coming up soon. Um, and yeah, basically go to my website. That's where it's at for real. For real. And if you want to hear how I DJ, yeah. Make them N-O-L-A-Z-I-N-E. Make them S-C-R-E-A-M. Scream. Nola Zine. Make them scream. You heard me.